0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Today's episode is a re of a classic show, and until today, it was available only to the Herbal Nerd Society. So myself, Sue, and Candice use this time to harvest herbs and the fruits of summer, just kick back and relax and enjoy this classic. As herbalists, we often rely on a combination of current research and historical records to understand our medicinal plants. For the most part, we've been free to experiment, and gain our own experiential knowledge. Iceland, among others, has passed a lot of legal restrictions limiting herbalists and those who use plants to care for themselves and their loved ones. Today, we're talking with Anna Rosa, Robotsdottir, author of Icelandic Herbs and Their Medicinal Uses, about the path of herbal practice amidst the challenges of modern restrictions. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candice Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Anna Rosa, we are so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be with you. Uh, This is our first international call. You are our first international guest.
2: Oh, I'm thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) We're very excited because now all the things we've been saying, we can say, oh, well, we're not just making it up anymore.
1: (laughs) <laughs> right right. yeah we're, we're, yeah we get to get to talk to all these wonderful people from around the world and you're our first one that's exciting now we are internationals yeah yes. yeah but you've you've worked with a lot of people we already know that was kind of neat you talked with howie yep. yeah, brother. yeah yeah, yeah.
3: I, I've been doing I've been teaching courses over in the states and' I've Canada and the UK in the fall, so um, I've been I've, bec- I've become a bit of an international lecturer for the last years. Yeah. yeah. So how often are you in the states? Usually once per year, but it really? depends. Yeah. yeah, it depends wow. on, on. Oh, when are you going to be other. in the states next? I'm not too sure actually. Maybe next year, but um, I will be this year, but not to teach. So just to visit friends. Oh, so, okay, okay. All right. So one of the
2: things I've been saying and other people not at our current table have kind of looked at me I'm nuts is that in countries other than America it can be really hard to get information on herbs and it can be really hard to actually get your hands on certain herbs talk about that <laughs> tell them I'm not crazy well it's
3: it's a, it's a bit of a strange situation here in Iceland in, We are a very small country, and uh, I think the flora of herbs is about 500, and out of that, about 85 of them are medicinal herbs. And out of those 85, maybe about 20 um, um, is enough of to actually harvest. Mm. So out of those 20, you don't have that much uh, stock of herbs.
2: Right. Actually, you
3: can do quite a lot, a hell of a lot, actually, with those 20, but you always need some specific herbs nevertheless. Because as a herbalist, if you have a clinic, usually, well, that's my experience at least, you get the people who have been ill for a long time, have difficult diseases, very chronic diseases. I don't get the um, ER stuff like colds um, and flus and things like that. I get the most difficult cases. I'm sure you, you know this too. Yeah. And so you do need quite a lot of good herbs. Uh, and so what I have been up against for the last 25 years practicing as a herbalist is this, to actually utilize those 20, 30 I can easily access and use them in, in any way possible. Mm-hmm. Because the other side of it here in Iceland also is that uh, uh, a lot of herbs are illegal. There is a restriction on what you can import and what you can use, what you can sell in the shops. And we are talking about common herbs like valeriana, yellow duck, astrologers uh, all sorts of herbs you would never think hawthorn for example all yeah hawthorn of- that was that that's an
1: a herb food. I take for granted
3: yeah that's, that's like food it's <laughs> a weed <laughs> it's <laughs> a weed tree yeah, yeah I have herbal almost, hawthorn jelly in the cabinet yeah yeah that's all of those so, are taken for granted somewhere else, but not for me, definitely right.
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking about a number of herbs that just grow all over here, and in fact, they came to us from Europe. So, yeah. here in America, but, we yeah. consider them like yellow dock is a weed here. Yeah, but,
3: no. yeah, but the thing is, uh, yellow dock, or the well, uh, northern variety of it the northern dog actually grows in iceland but i'm not allowed to use it like it grows here as well but i'm not allowed to use it so that's a weird situation to be in you have a you have lots of the lots of the herbs and you can you're not allowed to use it you're not allowed to put it in your potters on market you're not allowed to use it with your patients mm-hmm. which you're not allowed to call patients anyway so uh-huh. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah for you the know
1: average icelandic home homeowner they they don't have those restrictions they can do what they what they like but you as an herbalist can't prescribe it
3: i think the homeowners the average general public is actually not allowed to use it either really <laughs> yeah but i bet you there's a lot of
2: them who are a little bit like me and they'll just do it for their family anyway and just not quietly not mention it
3: a little
0: bit
3: it's genetic (laughs) but that's why also why uh, the book i wrote which i have now which has now been published in the states is actually uh, it's uh, an an, an encyclopedia it includes all the medicinal herbs so you can choose what to make with mm-hmm. them yourself, basically. Even though, I mean, all the illegal herbs are included there as well, like oboosio. Mm-hmm. Would you say or pepper? I'm not sure which term you would use in in the states. Uber-rusi or pepper.
1: We, I've, I've heard both, and then actually here in Oregon, a lot of people are using canic-canac, which is the oh, yes. native oh, yeah. term. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. now yes. I know what you're <laughs> talking about. Right. <laughs> which was that? Okay, yeah. what
0: is that? Yeah. Can can that here.
1: one's it grows on the beach and it's got kind of a waxy leaf and it's low growing. It's on you see it on the dunes sometimes and a little red berry. And they yep. call it bear berry because bears yep. like to eat the berries.
0: They come down to the beach and have some berries. Yeah, they just go yeah. strolling around with their right.
1: sandals
2: <laughs> and their uh, yeah. After surfing it just okay. pick me up,
1: but right. it 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 grows a little <laughs> bit out here too wherever the yeah. mostly the soil in this area is very clay like. But wherever you get a kind of a siltier look, then you'll see some knick or uversi. Sorry, um, okay, that's as the name it grows I out about. here. Yeah,
0: uversi. Okay, I uh-huh. that name. Okay, yeah,
1: but yeah, that one uh, we I don't use that one as much in our clinic. Occasionally, we'll get a urinary tract infection, but uh, we we're spoiled apparently. We have here in America we have so many things we can use. Mm-hmm. You're like
3: totally spoiled. We, yeah, we are we yeah. are.
1: We but really especially illegal. in Oregon
2: here. I mean mm-hmm. we even have marijuana that we can use now. Yeah. yeah that, that
3: is definitely illegal here in Absolute. <laughs> yeah. And being an herbalist
1: yeah. was illegal.
3: Yes, that's true. Uh, I think it's about 50, I can't actually remember, about 15 years ago it was, uh, it was legal again.
0: Mm-hmm. It was illegal
3: for, for decades, basically. Um, I'm not sure on which ground it was illegal. I think it was just uh, because we were not doctors. We are not allowed to practice in general.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Whereas, for example, in UK, where I studied for four years, um, then it's uh, like anybody can practice as a herbalist there. Right don't have to show any qualification or anything uh, but here in Iceland it's been legal for about 15 years at least so I mean uh, you could say that things are um, things are um, improving in some yeah. ways yeah. Actually. I mean, yeah, before, I, I was practicing illegally for, for uh, almost 10 years. <laughs> and ah, that made read With all these words and practicing illegally, it made it a bit dodgy, let's put it <laughs> <laughs> that way. They did leave us alone, and everybody knew we were practicing as long as we didn't kill anyone. Right, right. Yeah. Always yeah. That's always
1: frowned on. That's important. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't, don't, they don't come come let you out. do that here in America either. Can
2: you imagine? Oh, can you, you give mean, me a dime bag of heartsease, Viola?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> the passing just lemon balm on the street. <laughs> yeah, they I just
3: guess. kind of left <laughs> you alone.
1: Thank goodness. I'm not
3: allowed to say anything. Or I'm not allowed to diagnose or anything like that. And I don't, right, that right. We're not allowed to do that here either. So it's similar restriction in that but I, I wanted to get back to uh, all the restrictions of the herbs I think it's okay. a definite upside to it I think it's a good thing too because you do get to know your herbs extremely well so those 20 herbs I can easily pick I know them very very well and I've used them for all sorts of things I would not have thought of using them for if I would have had access to 50 other herbs if you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like So it's definitely a good example expensive. yeah it's well, um, I've been using herbs which are not generally known to be used, like a variation of gallium cleavers, the mm-hmm. uh, latest bed straw, which is very common here. And so I just decided it would work equally as well. as It's very close to, to cleavers, mm-hmm. and it yeah. works equally as well. I've been using it for 20 years now in, in exactly the same way as cleavers, and it, it definitely works like mm-hmm. that. I've seen it again and again. So you discover, basically, you discover new things. If you take a yeah. hmm. One of the ones I
2: saw in your book that I thought was really interesting was Rosebay Willow Herb. What do you use yeah. that one for?
3: Um, well you could use it for early, for example. I don't use it that much because it's not that common. Mm-hmm. But it's no. a, a stringent one, so you would use it in, in a tan for tannin when you need tannin for like diarrhea. It's also used for prostitutes, inflammation of the of the prostate.
2: That makes
3: sense. That's I thought it really interesting.
2: Part of what I loved about your book was the fact that most of the herbs in there are not the ones that we see in our Western American, anyway, herbals. I mean, we see a lot of things, like cleavers shows up in
1: every herbal book. Ground syrup, like that one. That one's all over the place, but using it medicinally,
3: Ah, yeah, not so much. Yeah, but you just picked them all and said, I'm going to tell you about it. Well, yeah, that's the reason I really wanted to have it as an encyclopedia and include all of them because over the years I've had so many questions. But yeah. why are you? And like, also, like a common misunderstanding in the nation, what you can use this for because there is an old text which said this, but why right. is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about. we run into yeah. that so, so often. often. I needed to correct quite a few things I am so glad you did that was
1: one of the delights of that book that you wrote is I'd look through it and I'd see that herb and think oh I know exactly what it's going to say because everybody quotes the same source over and over again and there's no evidence of this and then I read what you wrote and then there's there's facts you know I was so excited
3: and you really did your research holy cow well, I did. Yeah, I have to admit, I spent a lot of time on that, and that's also just because. Well, the reason I actually wrote this book is what I needed a good reference book myself. That's the main <laughs> reason, actually. And then makes I go, sense. Then, I, well, for me, it makes sense because there was not there was not a book which I thought was good enough for for, for my purposes as a as a therapist working in a clinic. I needed. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't have that good memory. I need to just be able to look look at. Uh, a good book about yeah. it so I, I just need to write it myself there was no way around it well and one that actually
2: covers the herbs you can use and the mm-hmm. ones that are available
3: and the ones I'm always getting asked about when I have a course on the herbs it's always the same questions but can't you because somebody wrote it 300 years ago and, that <laughs> right. gets, and I mean because that's the text which is still available or something and then yeah. I get asked the same questions all over again
0: yeah. And yeah.
3: Uh, and then I can actually say, no, it's because of this and that. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did discover, from, for example, remember knotgrass? It's a um, polygonium ava. Not knotgrass, grass. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, you have that one uh, over there? Yeah? Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. That's yeah, a driveway but, plant. Uh, yeah. Not, mm-hmm. yeah, but not for us. It's not a herb you can actually buy anywhere anymore. It used okay. to be used in Europe like a long time ago, and I remember vaguely learning about it when I was studying 20, mm-hmm. 25 years ago. But when I started looking at it, there was a hell of a lot of research in Asia, which I had no idea, and mm-hmm. I became fascinated by this common wheat. And started using it with very good results. So that's how you learn. Basically. Yeah, so it was such a good education for myself to actually write the book mm-hmm. and uh, and discover things like like all this research about not plus. I didn't have a clue about. And and then I, I mean, it's easily available. I just pick it all myself. But still, you cannot buy it anyway. You have to harvest it yourself. Right. right. So, what are you using it for mostly? Um, well. Very persistent diarrhea, without explanation. I've had very good results, for example, heavy mm-hmm. bleeding, cancer bleeding. It's been researched for gingivitis, for example, mm-hmm. with very good results. So just, just to name a few things. But it's just like one of those weeds, which is not supposed to do anything anymore. A bit like cell feel as well, but right has now. been forgotten a bit. They're sort of thought to be gentle, but they're not necessarily gentle. They can actually do help a lot. That's sort of my take on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you apply
1: it to them. the disease that it's appropriate to. Yeah. And
3: yeah, but then again, it also comes to it that I only have those few herbs, and so I just use that herb and hope for the best sometimes. <laughs> 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 <works>. All right. <laughs> this is what I have available. Of course, it's applicable and all that, but it hasn't maybe been used exactly for this disease, if you see mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. But and you, you do experiment. You do much more experiment experiments you have
0: few verbs like that now it's time for a real herbalism radio sponsor break hunter creation is a full-service graphic design studio
2: they offer design for print like business cards brochures and large format banners they also offer design for web specializing in self-hosted wordpress sites e-commerce and single splash pages to top it all off they can get just about anything printed for you at amazing prices whether or not they do the design work Visit their site at huntercreation.com for more information.
0: Now, back to the show.
1: So we talked a little earlier, and you had said there was like three herbalists in all of Iceland, and you're one of those three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So are are people learning herbs? Are you educating students? Or
3: uh, No, I'm not doing anything like that. I basically don't have the time. Um oh. Uh, all of us have studied abroad for like mm-hmm. four years for a degree, mm-hmm. so uh, there is no education available in Iceland, anything similar to that. Uh, there is nobody studying abroad at the moment either, so it's uh, it's uh, a bit worrying what will happen. I mean, we're all getting older, <laughs> right? right <yeah. laughs> there is nobody 30 years <laughs> younger actually studying, wow. so I don't know what will happen basically.
1: Well, maybe we could send you a couple of herb students from here.
3: Yeah, yes, you, could. you could definitely. That would be an idea. Like, a lot of them get in touch with me actually. Yeah. <laughs> they come to Iceland, but uh, no, but I mean, there's three herbalists, but bear in mind that Iceland is only 330,000, the population of Iceland. We are very mm-hmm. small nation, so yeah. three herbalists is not too bad. Right, yeah.
1: 30,000. Well, I also know, like, at and after World War I, uh, there was a lot of deforestation out there in Iceland. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, that changes the way people see plants, too. But then what was in the 80s, I guess? Uh, correct me I, if I'm uh-huh. wrong here. They started reforesting.
3: Yes, yes. In the 70s, 80s, 80s, I would say, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what we sometimes say is what happened to the forest is that the sheep ate it all. <laughs> oh. no, and that is exactly actually what happened to it. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. so, <laughs> so they started controlling that?
3: Um, well, no, they just simply ate it all. There wasn't much left <laughs> by the time uh-huh. we started thinking about it. And I'm not uh, exaggerating much here, but they did start uh, deforestation um, or putting more trees in uh-huh. again. And it's, uh, it has changed, but still, you would say this is a country with very little forest. Mm-hmm. And that uh, I mean, hence I don't have plants which usually grow in the forest. Yes, yeah. heather, heather, and marshland and and you can look all over wherever you sort of the horizon. You can see everything because there is no forest blocking the view, mm-hmm. which is quite sort of a unique view, maybe. Uh, but no, you're, you're definitely lacking the, the forest herbs and some mushrooms, but not much.
1: That's so a it's, little it's like it's, Nebraska. nebraska (laughs) iceland the nebraska of the north
3: (laughs) like like deserts in nebraska or something deserts deserts Deserts? Um, desert. well desert of corn right (laughs) yeah Yeah. you
2: just look and you see fields of corn for as far (laughs) as the eye can see there's a big sky lots of corn when I think
3: of Nebraska, I think of hot, and, and that's definitely not similar yeah. to our southern.
2: Right, yeah. Your climate's probably more like Virginia, Minnesota. Cold, icy, short yeah. summers.
3: Very, very short summers. Yeah. Two months maximum, if there is a summer. I mean, three years ago, I think it rained for nearly every single day except for one or two in regular, for example. It's very, very yeah. able to get here. Mm.
1: Wow. So do people have green, uh, uh, greenhouse gardens mostly?
3: There's a lot of greenhouse industry here, actually, because uh, it's the only way we can grow quite a lot, like tomatoes and cucumbers, things mm. like that, but yeah. that you, can only, you cannot grow it outside here. Right. And actually, because we have so much thermal uh, heat, uh, which is fairly cheap, then we can have a lot of greenhouses and, and grow things, in which is excellent. Otherwise, we wouldn't have much more than potatoes. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, and cane, Stuff like that. That would get bland. Carrots, maybe.
2: (laughs) So one of the things that I thought was interesting about your book was that you have a wide range of herbs, things that are often considered tonic or beginner kinds, foods, herbs, like nettle and dandelion. And then it ranged all the way into the stuff that's toxic. Meadow buttercup. This is an herb, but don't take it. <laughs>
3: yes, yes. But yeah, I included the, the the buttercup in there because of I always got questions about it. I had to include it because of that. So uh-huh. even, even yeah, well, yeah I was wondering why thing on thing. some
2: of these why you were including you. The, but
3: I no, actually um I, I did quite a lot of research before I decided what to include, and once I had like three documentation in the older text, I actually included it. Hmm.
2: Makes because sense. Because that, yeah. that
3: meant that some some general public could have read it and got information from there, but not anyone else and just believe it as something true. Or give it so, a try.
1: Right. Safer yeah. to have good information on a toxic mm-hmm. herb than no information at all. Yeah. I appreciated the range. I mean... You've got
2: a wonderful range. Yeah. Whereas most of our herbals are either the really lightweight stuff or it jumps into the really heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot of middle ground.
3: No. Well is this book is well besides it's written for me and I'm kind of average (laughs) Uh then it's actually it's written for the general public. But also for the ones who want to sort of know a lot more. So I, because it has, I was writing it for myself, so I had to be able to do it both ways somehow, and I I think I managed to do it more or less, by including Mm -hmm. all the research, and what I love about it too, is that I included a lot of the uh, historical war as well, it's very relevant in many cases, and it's very similar to modern news in many cases too, Mm -hmm. and it's fun, it's fun text to read as well. yeah. Um, so I, I like I liked including that, and I also uh, deliberately um, had uh, a whole page of a herb, and the reason for that is to make it easier for people to uh, to be able to identify themselves the herbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's the, it's not just because it's pretty; it's actually you can see the leaves, you can see the flowers easily in yes. the herb then you actually maybe possibly know what you're going to pick if nobody is helping you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, they're great so, photo, so photos. photos are really good. And you had mentioned also that you're teaching classes on Facebook. Are you? Is it integrated with your book, too, that you've written?
3: Uh, not really, no. I have been When I've been teaching over in the States in conferences, I've been teaching about Icelandic herbs and also a specific course on how to be a herbalist on Facebook. And how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's quite hilarious, actually. I come over to the States from Iceland to teach you about Facebook. <laughs>
1: is it just, yeah. and now this post is on nettle? how do you do that?
3: Uh, the thing is, um, I have a, a huge population of fans on Facebook. I have over 21,000 people there. Which is extremely big if you think of 330,000 in Iceland. Yeah. 10% of the whole nation is following the herbalist on Facebook, and the reason for that is that I'm 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 educating the public. Uh, I'm telling people you can do this yourself. Uh, it is not that hard to do this. I have lots of products. I'm answering them about that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by being so active on Facebook, I actually I've managed to. I think I managed to sort of change the view on herbalism in Iceland in the last seven years or so. Mm. My point is kind of like in the States, if this would be done more, if, if the social media, Twitter or Facebook or whatever you're using would be used more, you could raise the awareness of herbalism considerably a lot more than it is at the moment. Because I've literally seen this happening. And this is like a nice little test tube we have here in Iceland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that you're
2: right. We could probably do a lot of really good for herbalism. One of the challenges we have, because we don't have laws, restrictions, any, you know, you don't even have to have a certificate to practice herbalism here, is that we have a lot of people that are selling supplements and calling them herbal or
1: super herbs, super herbs. We have a lot of capitalists. For yeah, lack of a better word.
3: <laughs> we love them, too. <laughs> yeah. There's,
1: there's always one sticking out there, at least. But yeah. there's ones that
0: typically give herbalists a bad name. Yeah. The ones that, they that's do. when they have all the problems. Yeah. Uh, yep. So that's the big issue.
1: And that would be why ephedra was banned in America.
2: One because of, of that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, somebody was selling it as a, a great thing for athletes. It'll... Because it speeds yeah, up your that's metabolism that's and then the baseball that, player took way too much and killed himself. So that. yeah. I mean it's horrible that he passed in that manner, but it's it's also irresponsible that it something that's so great for asthma is now illegal, mm-hmm. even though asthma is so widespread. Sure because mm-hmm. somebody thought that, you know, they would be a better baseball player.
0: Right. There's a lot of misinformation out there, yeah, really yeah. Is, and we see it when we do herbal news and we try to figure out stuff. We see things that are posted, and we just can't believe it. Um, Facebook-wise, there's a lot of herbal groups on Facebook. I mean, I'm surprised yeah. you have 22,000 because we've been doing it for quite a while, and I think we have 1,200.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, maybe we should start speaking Icelandic.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I think we should go to one
2: of our classes and put this. It's got to be a method.
1: (laughs) I'm looking at your, your Facebook page, and it looks like it's not in the language that I know, but you must have an English version of it, too.
3: Uh, no, but you can just do Google Translate on it.
1: Oh, oh, right, technology. Yeah. Huh. I heard
3: that was invented. Come on, <laughs> science, chick. <laughs> <laughs> like under, this, like the, the translation. Under, if you want it, you can translate it under each comment or something like that. It depends uh, on people, actually, okay. if they can do it or not.
1: All
3: right, I, All I right. can do it you with uh, the right iPhone right. or you may a not
0: Oh right, She so was okay. using an iPad so she may not have that option but on a computer it would be there.
3: Yeah. 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 I think yeah. so. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not doing Facebook in English. That would be far too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> what? You
2: don't want to do
1: two sets of entries? <laughs> no, I not.
3: So how did you even come up with this idea of
1: doing these classes on Facebook?
3: Well, I just made up that concept and, and introduced it to, to um, I think it was the Herbal Symposium, um, symposium class in Boston I mm-hmm. teach, and they accepted it. They wanted. They, they thought it was interesting, and, and uh, people seem to be happy with it. Yeah. There are not yeah. many Herbalists um, teaching anything like that either.
1: And
2: right. Right.
3: Generally, generally, Herbalists tend not to be uh, sort of thinking of marketing, Yes, Yes. I think it's. I can understand why they don't, but you also have to survive in this world, and a lot of people don't continue and stop being helpless because they cannot make a living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you basically have to learn how to do that, Mm -hmm. and so if you can teach that or help in any way, and Facebook is one of the ways because it's not expensive, even though you have to pay for advertisements nowadays, they are very very cheap compared to any other advertisement. I have uh, experience in that field, too, and and I know the difference, and it's by far cheaper if you want to establish your practice or products or something in in herbs um, to, to use Facebook or something similar on social media, whatever works for you. Well, it
1: makes sense that you're jumping so hard in order to get more exposure since you are so limited you know, that that you know, a lot of us in America are taking a lot of things for granted that you simply cannot. So I really appreciate that. Just have
3: to have to find a way around things, huh? <laughs> right. I
1: Thank you for being our guest today. I'm I so grateful to have us chance to talk to you. And I want to remind the listeners here that uh, Ana Rosa does have a wonderful website, and although it's in it is in English and in Icelandic, and her, her book is Icelandic Herbs and Their Medicinal Uses. There is a one that's in Icelandic, and then the new one here is available in English, and it's put out by North Atlantic Books. And if you show notes on Real Herbalism Radio for some more information we have a book review and if you're interested in buying this book then please go to our website and use the link that we have there cuz then we get a small portion from amazon of the sale so that helps promote us and and our wonderful guest and we also have other links and resources that are on realliberalismradio.com there's recipes and how to's and Like us on Facebook and follow us on Pinterest and check us out on
0: Twitter. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis,